What's up everybody? It's Janan. Welcome to the Honest Room. Let's keep it honest. Hey guys, welcome to the Honest Room. I'm here with some very special guests, fellow podcasters, Miss Nikki Jean and Mr. Clarence of you guys want to go ahead and finish the introduction for me? Yeah, we're from the podcast Breakdown to Lowdown. Very excited to be here. Breakdown the number two lowdown. Yeah, what up, what up, what up? Oh, yeah. And we're going to have a really exciting musical conversation. Oh, I'm excited. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, first question, right off the rip. What got you guys into podcasting? Okay, well, when it comes to podcasting... I, you know, I like to talk, so it's, it was it was a natural progression um, for me in, in terms of, you know, just what I studied in school and everything. But for this particular podcast, I think both Clarence and I are really like, we, we're really big music fans overall. Like above all else, we're very passionate about music. We listen to a variety of different things and we connected on that initially with just the fact that like, oh, like you listen to this, oh my gosh, like, you know, oh, you know this person. And like, it was it was good to like, to just be able to vibe off of that. And I mean, he, he Clarence is actually, shout out to him, by the way. He He's not the original co-host um, on Breakdown to Lowdown, but he came in and really, you know, things have just kind of like revamped and things have been going so smooth and and we have a great chemistry. So that's one of the things that just keeps us going. I don't know if Clarence, you have a different answer than me. No, that's pretty much it, to be honest, man. I, I, I guess, like, if I can put it like that, like, our love for music brought us together because she, she hit me up and all that. So, for me, it makes sense because, uh, you know, whatever I'm doing in life, man, I, I, I eat, sleep, breathe music. So, it <laughs> makes sense for me to be part of, of a music podcast. So. Yes. Well, that's perfect because here's another question for you guys. One album. Name your top album. Because no. <laughs> like you bring out the big guns like right away. That's that's I'm I wasn't expecting <laughs> um, one album. My top see because I have one in mind, but it's so like basic. Like I can't say that it's too basic. Um, one. The first one that always comes to mind for me is always a basic one. And then after I sit there, I'm like, oh no, that's really basic. Let me spice it up. Okay. I, I, off top in terms of albums that I feel like don't need anything else like maybe quote unquote the perfect album I'm gonna go with uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducation that's always the first one that comes to my head too wow. right because it's like mm-hmm. such a good album and uh, Clarence I'm gonna let you answer because like so I, so I can think of something else <laughs> <laughs> But to be honest, like an album that I listen from top to bottom that I don't skip or whatever, any any given time is a different vibe. Oh, man. Perfect album. That's tough. I'll, 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 I'll give you two because I know that one might sound cheesy, but like I'll give you two. But like the first one that comes to my mind is Jay-Z, uh, Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. That's that was okay. That was what I was gonna say. Oh wow, oh, that is gosh. so good. The, 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 produ- the production on that album is insane, and this is that that is like Jay Z at his finest. That's for yeah. me. Is yeah. I would go with this one, and I'll go with a modern one. I'll go with um Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib Pinata. Okay. Cool, 
that would be my two album that I would okay. say at any given time I can listen to it. I, I have two more. I have two more. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Brandy's Full Moon album and oh. um oh my god what was the other one Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm, yeah 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 okay so because i'm a fair sport i'll throw my two in um what would have been reasonable doubt i'm gonna scrap that because somebody else because you said it already (laughs) um the eminem show and butterfly by mariah carey oh um because the two that i be back to you guys said both of them so i'm like crap what's what's the rest of the top five for me but that's kind of that's interesting because that that kind of shows that like when it comes to music heads, we kind of have a consensus on those two albums, those first two that Clarence and I named. That's interesting. Mm. I agree. Like it definitely the Reasonable Doubt album to me is amazing. I think that it's one of the best rap albums, period, to date. It's mm-hmm. Jay Z at his best, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I. It just doesn't get much better than that for me. Mm. No, you you could feel the the younger, like in the rhymes, like the production. Like I said, the production is on point. And I'll 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 tell you something and think about it. Like I always say that. Like people were like giving uh like rave reviews um regarding that four 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 album, but I was like, yo, like four four four, like that's like reasonable doubt's baby. The, the topic mm. that we're talking about, like you was talking about it way back, but from a street pers- perspective. So that's how I felt about that album. But uh, not nah, reasonable enough for sure, man. Like it, it's crazy, like how at first it came out, it didn't get like the rave review, the critically, it wasn't that critically acclaimed compared to now. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. It grew up with times, like it grew up like one, like it aged well. Yeah, it aged well, just like a bottle of wine. Yeah, if I can put it like that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like, and obviously, the miseducation of Lauren Hill needs no explanation. Yo. Any, any top ten albums you look at, it's there. So. It has to be there. It has to be there. Didn't she recently say something about why? The, I guess why she never recorded a follow up. Like basically, the label never reached out to her and asked for another album. Yeah, she literally said they never asked her to make another album. That's crazy. What 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 were they thinking? I'm like, usually people, the label's like, oh my god, your album was so amazing. Let's do a sequel. We need mm-hmm. the next one. Right. But I feel like let's get the songs you didn't record, like you didn't release. Exactly. What were you saying, Clarence? No, I feel like it's good that it uh, that it happened like that because sometimes like she could have dropped a trash ass album after that. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't agree because even if she had a trash album, like every artist is allowed one, and even if she had like a sophomore slump or whatever, I, I do believe that the amount of talent that Lauren Hill has and had at that time, she she would have bounced back. I would have liked to see more mm. work from her. Yeah, but eh, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, because there's some artists, they always have that slump right after. Like you said, okay, yeah, they all allow that one trash-ass album. But there's some people like, yo, you can't do better than that after that. Like, 
I don't I don't see Lauren Hill no matter what like how talented she is like I don't see another like mystification of Lauren Hill on steroid after that like interesting um, okay but let me say this though is it kind of also implying that she can't do better because that is her album like that's I feel like it's like the same concept like you couldn't if you could have released a better album you would have released a better album mm. and it kind of sounds like from what she said the label was like oh this is so perfect we don't even want another album that could that could be that's kind of that's actually a scary thought because it's like it's kind of saying like you don't want to be that good whereas you plateau too early um but that album was pretty flawless so I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think how she could do it better but maybe it's not about making a better album maybe it's about making a different album that is equally as good mm, yeah facts but you see that that's the thing like if for example like Nas like in hip hop history like Illmatic is considered the best album of all time like the most perfect album in hip hop okay Yes. Which is debatable, but I could I could see why people be saying that. But after Illmatic, they would they would always expect an Illmatic album from Nas all the time. Like the expectation was so high, and like there's a lot of first on that album. That was one of the that was like the first album with a, a bunch of producers. That was like the first. There's a lot of shit that was the first on that album, so it broke barriers and all that. So after that, he he dropped. It was written. Which is a classic, but at mm-hmm. first people wouldn't accept that. Yo, that shit is not Illmatic. That shit ain't dope. Oh, that that shit is too commercial and all that. So after that, he dropped another album, I Am, which was super trash. But anyway, that's me personally. But <laughs> but after that, he dropped Illmatic. They were like, yeah, he came back to that Illmatic sound, but it's still not Illmatic. So people will always, you know how we be sometimes. We always expect that one classic album. We won't want you to stay in the line. So. I just think That's people. I, I think people might expect a little too much from artists sometimes, and they do undervalue them and un, and um, what is it? Not underrate them, I guess. Kind of like think that they can't do better. Like I, we saw the same thing with Mariah Carey and and her comeback and, and the Emancipation of Mimi and things like this. Like people mm-hmm. like tend to not expect more greatness after a certain amount of greatness so it's like oh well there's no way you can top that i mean that to me is just like a, that's like a challenge that's just like I, let me show you well i think but. that there's two schools of thoughts for me on that like once you because also once you release a classic project it's classic but then it sucks because once you raise the bar for yourself you're now being held to that bar you raised for yourself so it kind of becomes like every time Jay-Z releases an album, they're like, well, it's no reasonable doubt. It's no blueprint one. Like it's not, I, right. it continuously is now a thing of, mm, well, it's good, but you've done better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. I'm also looking at it as, as, as a sense of like, sometimes, artists set out to make albums that sound sonically different than the previous one like we've seen Kanye do this multiple times um we've seen Beyonce do this uh we've seen Kendrick Lamar do this and what happens is like people get so used to the previous sound 
they automatically just write off the new one. And then it's like, it comes later in later years, like, oh, this album was a classic or this was criminally underrated. And it's like, it's because we're putting too much eggs into one basket. But I think like you name Kendrick, I think Kendrick got it figured to be honest, because like Kendrick dropped three classic albums. Well, four if we consider Section 80. Well, they weren't but, regarded that way when they dropped though, except for but, Good Kid, Mad City. No, but I, well, my I opinion, my opinion on Kendrick, go ahead, is kind of, and I love the Kendrick albums. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Clarence, but Kendrick is releasing amazing rap albums, but it's also equally hard. To, it's hard to judge them because his peers aren't also releasing classic rap albums. Hmm. Hmm. But the thing with Kendrick is like, because Nikki just said it, like, we don't regard it as, as the same as Good Kid Mad City. But with Kendrick, like, he'll drop an album, let's say, like, in, he dropped Good Kid Mad City in what, like 2011 or uh, 2012, something like that. Then he would wait three years, then he dropped, like, How to Paper Butterfly. Then he would wait three, another three years, and then he would drop them. He mm-hmm. always let it marinate it for a while, and then, like, he would come with a different sound. But that shit is equally dope as the previous one. That's how I feel with Kendrick. He got, I think he, that's why I'm saying like he got it figured. See, I, but you're saying that as let me tell you something. Like I realize with Kendrick fans or people who enjoy rap music and might not be the biggest Kendrick Lamar fans, but they they respect him. They like a certain type of Kendrick. And I remember when To Pimper Butterfly dropped. I remember all of the crit- critiques that were were coming out at that time and people were just confused by the sound people wanted good kid mad city and and i talked to a lot of people at the time i think future was also really hot and you know people are saying you know i prefer this future album to this kendrick album because i feel it is more hip-hop than you know all of the jazz and instrumental influence that was on to pimp a butterfly uh so so i do think i don't think that kendrick released instant classics too to most people i think it, to music fans people who are a little bit more open-minded in their musical taste yes these these might have been classics pretty quickly but i but i'm not sure it was the same for like hip-hop heads I agree that. yeah i agree with you to be honest but it's like that for a lot like i'll stick it to like the top tier artists for example like I'm not the biggest fan of Drake. Mm. But we know. I realized, <laughs> no, no, trust me. But <laughs> no, but I realized that, for example, like um, that album, uh, nothing was the same. Mm. When it first came out, everybody was bashing it because the thing with Drake is like, except for the fan that will say like, "Take care" is a classic, but he does in like in the general view, he doesn't really have that classic album. Wait, people were bashing nothing was the same? Yeah. When it came out, people were bashing nothing was the same. People were bashing, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. People were bashing, um, what's the name of that other album? Views. But the thing is like... Yeah, well, Views was horrible. Perspective? Yo. These albums... They changed the game in a way, if you think about it. Okay. No, it's facts. It's pure fact. It's coming from a Drake hater. Trust me. <laughs> All right. 
So it's like that with most of the top tier artists. Sometime on the spot, it's like, man, whatever, man, what the hell is that album? But after that, two, three years from now, it's like, oh shit, okay, right. I remember where I was when that album came out. It was moving the crowd and all that. Even like, what a time to be alive with Future. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of that project, but yo, now that you pay attention to it, like, it's like, yo, that shit, like, but that shit yeah. came out. The whole summer was booming. That was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah, that yeah. was a moment. So Drake albums are moment. Same as Kendrick, same as J. Cole. Well, J. Cole is a different topic, but like, you know, you know what I mean. What then I want to throw a wrench in the conversation. I would love to know your guys' opinion on Frank Ocean and the difference between Channel Orange and Blonde. Ooh. 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 <laughs> someone else first please not me okay i can't really talk i'm gonna tell you why i can't talk on that one because blonde Mm. it's so far away in my mind (laughs) really yeah no because it's been a while that i didn't listen to a frank ocean okay like to be honest that like a frank ocean Ocean song would be on my spotify it's been a while to be honest and the project that i really listened from um, Frank Ocean was Channel uh, Channel Orange, mm-hmm. so Channel Orange for me is fresh in my mind. But Blonde, like it's been a while. I have to go back to it to answer that question. To be honest, well, that kind of already answers a little bit because it tells me that you didn't have you didn't feel any reason to go back to Blonde, which is interesting because, I mean, Channel Orange is widely regarded as his classic. We, you know, we can also discuss his um, Nostalgia Ultra, Ultra mixtape that propelled his career obviously but the difference between channel orange and and blonde in my opinion is one felt more like one felt more personal and i think blonde was very more felt more personal than channel orange to me channel orange felt like it was more like relatable to everyone whereas blonde was a personal story in my opinion uh, and might not have like maybe it didn't reach everyone the way it should have maybe the promotion was off a little bit as well but I actually think both are are stellar albums but I just one doesn't really get the recognition it's interesting um okay so Blonde for me I felt like it was a look at a personal moment in Frank's life Hmm. however Channel Orange for me I felt like a lot of the things were relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally do drastically prefer Channel Orange to Blonde. I've listened to okay. Blonde maybe twice. And Wow. Interesting. What would you like to see next from, from Frank? Like, I'm, and this is a general question, like, in terms of artists and, like, how they should, like, grow and progress and, and how they should evolve. Like, it, as, as a fan... What would you like to see next from Frank? I'm sorry I have all these follow-up questions. It's not even my show. <laughs> no, it's perfect. This is why I love having other podcast. This is why I love having other podcasters around because the conversation is going to flow. <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> I feel like I want Frank and I love Frank's sound. Um, but I want to see kind of what else he can do. I want to see if the vocals maybe got a little stronger. I want to see him challenge himself in more ways than I feel like he's been challenging himself. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm like 
as far as it goes for Frank, what I'm what, what I'm expecting from him, to be honest, um, I expect the unexpected, to be honest. <laughs> Just want him like to do um, something drastic. Yeah, something drastic. But the thing with Frank, I know it's gonna come out dope. He's the type of artist like I don't see he he don't he doesn't seem to miss even though he doesn't drop that much. But like when he collab when he the when he do some collab or even if it's behind the scene. Mm-hmm. He always came uh, come out clutch, so I expect the unexpected from him, but in a dope way, just like um, Tyler the Creator with Igor. That was dope. That was dope. Hmm, okay. I thought Igor was fascinating when I heard. It. I was like, oh, I love this. Facts. Mm-hmm. I, I also. I, I just think. I just think it's funny to to see like the expectations we have for some artists versus some versus like you know a different type of artist like like people get on j cole so much and i'm just like sometimes i kind of wonder what people want from him exactly but it's interesting but j cole messed up <laughs> where did he mess you, up i'll tell you guys why he messed up trust me man like yo j cole was my guy that's why i have a love and hate relationship with him because like when he came out with friday night lights mixtape and the the uh, the the, uh, the other mixtape that he used to drop before it was like yo j cole is that guy especially in that in the moment like there was a moment in hip-hop to be honest i felt like hip-hop was lost okay like it's like you, you just came you we just came from that snap era and then you had uh the ringtone era and then yeah you know you had some dope artists out there like wally was trying to make a sound like Drake. I love Wale. Oh my gosh, Wale gets doesn't get any appreciation in my book. I hate it. Well, he doesn't get any appreciation in mine. I'm gonna be straight <laughs> up. I do not like Wale. <laughs> no, but but no, but it, but it, the thing is like, um, damn, I'm okay. Yeah, I remember what I was saying. But yeah, so thing is like we came from an era like hip-hop was at a space where like we didn't know what's good and me as a hip-hop like don't get me wrong i like i like all type of hip-hop to be honest but for me it was when i heard jacob it was like it was like all right lyricism is back lyricism is back and all back in the game so it's dope it's you like storytelling hip-hop you yeah, like nas yeah. yeah nas um andre three stacks all these guys Cole, big l yeah and the thing is like he was dropping all these dope music but the label wasn't pushing it like that until he dropped that one song oh yeah yeah workout <laughs> yes what the fuck is he doing <laughs> then he dropped another song with trey song i'm like okay this is a rap with this guy first of yeah. all don't don't hate on can't get enough okay because that song no, was fun no, it was not. fun yes and he, he, he and he even said it himself. He was like, "Yo, like when I when I met up with Nas, Nas told me like, yo, I let him down. He has some.' Can't nice believe I let Nas down. And it's fact, like, he let a lot of people down. So that's why since that time, I'm like, you know what, man, I'm good. On, I'm good on J Cole. <laughs> you're so you're so tough. Like you're really tough on artists, and and I've noticed this having. I'm not tough. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I've noticed this you having the. Tough. Yes, he is. <laughs> like having done this show with him for a while now, I'm just like sometimes we'll be like we'll be reviewing something or like just like just last week, man, when we were talking about Jasmine, you were just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, what what, what did she what did she do? <laughs> uh, Jasmine? 
<laughs> no, he had an interesting opinion on a a song. What was it? Girl like me, featuring her. Yo, uh, I, I'm still see after the show. I was like, yo, maybe I went in on that uh, on that on that pick. So let me listen to it again. I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Clarence, I can't, yo, okay, whatever. I like this. Okay, come on. Nah, and don't get me wrong. Like, yo, Jasmine, that that's the girl right there. Like, yo. Nobody's fucking with Jasmine like that, but it's just like that song. That was a letdown for me. I was expecting more. You need to. I, have you listened to Hotels? Whole Hotels yet? Uh, no, not yet, not yet. But uh, I'll give it a spin there this week okay. while I'm doing my cleaning at home and all that. You know, we we in curfew. So. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe we have a curfew. That is so ghetto. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a curfew? No. Yeah, we're 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 Montreal, and we just our government just announced a curfew like covid is like rampant here like it's like clarence what do they call us again here oh we like the florida of canada it's very unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) okay i already know what that means listen you say no more i know what that means (laughs) exactly exactly so it's curfew time so i mean people got time to consume content as well i'm saying you literally it's like you you saw that that movie the purge (laughs) <laughs> so like, phone was like ringing with that uh, that alert saying that okay we have like 30 minutes left go to your crib my thing is what are they gonna do if i need let's say i need to go get something out of my car like what are they gonna do uh, but <laughs> actually the cop the, not the cops are out there for real trust me really <laughs> hmm, okay I, I, I can see them from my window like they they they're right really no it's, it's it's facts it's pure facts and like i have one of my homie they should have curfew too. He got out of work and literally he got stopped like four times. Crime doesn't stop. <laughs> Crime doesn't stop. <laughs> well, yo. So yeah, wait, sorry. This is a little sidetrack, but how does it work with people who have like night shifts and stuff? Are they just stopping? They paper. Oh, they uh, have like uh okay. Yeah, they got a paper. Yeah, I'm guessing they're bringing proof that they're just getting off work, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the cops don't, you know how it is out there. They don't do it. They'll stop you if they will. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yo, I just. So, speaking of Jasmine, because I think that that's an interesting place, RB is kind of making a resurgence. What do you guys think about that? I love mm-hmm. it. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, our show is like. It's music based, but we are heavily focus on R and B. And R and B is anybody who knows me knows I would marry R and B if I could. Like specifically '90s R and B, but you know I would you know if it was legal, whatever I do it. But it's not. So seeing the fact that R and B in in most recent years has really been like ramping up, and a lot of quality artists have been coming out, and you know, and we see more mainstream r&b like being promoted and you know shout out to summer walker because she really helped uh turn that tide a little bit i think it's beautiful and i think it's beautiful that we might be able to to see some of this on the charts i hope the momentum continues uh her has been contributing to this a lot when it comes to mainstream obviously it's always been like popping in the like in the in the more indie scenes and you know more like you know just like underground type scenery but now for it to like be getting some more recognition on the main stage is is really cool and, and i feel with the r&b too like 
there there's a resurgence but at the same time i never felt like it was there because it's just like i feel there's a new generation of r&b to the point like sometimes i feel like there's some of the hip-hop mm-hmm. so, uh, out there it's heavily influenced by r&b mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we can say whatever we want but like there's some hip-hop artists we can't even put them in that r&b ca- category if we want to like in, in a certain capacity future is doing r&b um, um, I know, I know you're a future hater. Sorry, Nikki, but uh, you have, <laughs> no, you have people like Future. You have people like uh, be being on Rito. Um, yeah, like it's like people. mixing. You mean like it's like a, it's kind of like merging a little bit the genres. Yeah, exactly. So now I feel there's a there's a little bit of a blur line sometimes, but at the end, R and B is R and B. There's different like aspect to the to the R and B, just like there's different aspect to the hip hop. Mm-hmm. So which is which is kind of dope. But I feel like there's the whole head that 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 still love that '90s R&B. They'll be like, Nah, I don't fuck with this shit. Give me that. Uh, of Jerome course, of give course. Me give me that Dave Pendergrass. Give me that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you got you gotta respect the game. That's how I feel. So the, the youngest are doing their thing. So of course, of course, it's it's a new type of R&B. Some, like the one that is uh, what is more mainstream. It, it might take some getting used to. A lot of people don't like the the summer walker type r&b but listen it definite change yeah yeah genres evolved and that's what they do they grow they change they ebb and they flow uh you know r&b had its had a time when it was the only thing you would hear on the radio it was it was mainstream music um and then you know we we had a a long era of blue-eyed soul we we saw you know, a lot of elements of hip hop being infused in it in sync era and, and you know, uh, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys type of infusions of, you know, our genres in there. But the thing is, music is, is, is a cycle. So everything is always going to come back around. I do think it's, it's looking mighty bright for R&B right now. Mm. Well, I personally like, I like the summer walk. Okay. I think that for me, R&B has never went away. Um, their artists have been releasing R&B albums. I think that the mainstream kind of interest in R&B seems to have declined. And I'm glad to see that they're being able to make a comeback. I've always been curious because um, you're not the first person I've heard kind of like attributed to Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious on because I haven't got a chance to actually ask someone how you come, like, why Summer Walker is such an important important part of the conversation. Oh, because her her album did what nothing, what no other had done at the time. It it, it was like one of the highest selling for an R and B debut after a very long time, and it was on top of the charts, <laughs> like. Like when when that happened, R and B hadn't been doing that, you know. Uh, Chris Brown hadn't really been doing that. Trey Songs hadn't been doing that for a while. It was like, and and when it comes to female R and B, we hadn't seen it in a very long time. So it was mm-hmm. almost like, oh, like this is good, and this is opening doors for like for us to look at um, people like like SZA and and anticipate releases and anticipate her and you know and, and anticipate Jasmine. I feel like this has been the most anticipated Jasmine Sullivan has been ever, and I and I think that that is a, a lot like in a large part attributed to the reignited interest in R and B music. 
Well, I think because of my question, my question typically lies in that because SZA, when she, her control era, I felt like that was a really strong era of R&B music. And I feel like SZA and Summer kind of make a similar style of music for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've always been kind of interested in how Summer Walker is so important to the conversation, but someone like SZA who did virtually the same thing in my eyes isn't as important. Um, I, I, I don't think it's not as important. I think SZA, SZA was very important. And if we want to be real, like I, I always, I always attribute a large part of the new school R&B to Frank Ocean and, um, and Jasmine Sullivan. I think they ushered in an era of exquisite writing uh, an era of yes. different type of storytelling, uh, what what has merged into what people call alt R and B, emo R and B, with getting into your feelings and all of this, and not just about talking about love and about sex, but really just looking at all aspects of life. I think that they are the the pioneers of new age R and B. That's that's for one. I think SZA is a child of that, and I think Summer is a, is a child of that. But the thing that Summer Walker did, like. Like I think she had like the biggest streaming week ever for an R&B album by a woman, and that was like by anybody. Like she broke a record previously set by Lemonade in 2016, which I just think that that specific um, the length of time that the album stayed on top just proved that you can be a solo black woman singing R&B and have this type of success and not be named Beyonce or Rihanna. <laughs> I, I just think it was like a feat it was like oh and I think it gave a lot of artists um, confidence after that well I would definitely say you know it really takes kind of one artist to kick in the door before the labels are, and the general public are like oh well, yeah I kind of like this sound still oh wow I haven't heard this in a while like mm-hmm. more of this so I do think that kind of like Summer's amazing run I think that that does help a lot of other artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was surprising. Like it's definitely, well, helping, it's was... definitely helping Jasmine. Oh, yes, ex- exactly. And I think that Jasmine is kind of, Jasmine has been like kind of like different and really just like pushing the boundaries. But this, I think this project has, has shown even more of just like a brazen confidence and a just clear disregard for anybody's feelings you know what I mean and just like doing what the hell she wants to do and I've seen a lot of artists just kind of like feeling more free to be themselves and that's lovely that's when we get to like real music you know what I mean and and real honest feelings so I want to ask you guys what is your favorite concert tour that you've been to what is the what sorry your favorite tour that you've been to? Oh. I know it's been a long time since touring happened, but. <sighs> that is, yo, I cannot wait for like live shows to come back if, or like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm, I'm ready. Mm, my favorite tour. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of things and it might sound like cliche to say this answer, but I, in my lifetime have not seen uh, a better performer than Beyonce. Uh, on that stage. was going to be my answer, Formation. 
Um, on Sage the Coronation Tour was my answer. See, because I'm now I'm now thinking which tour. Because uh, you said the favorite tour, which one? Oh my gosh, I think like Formation. Uh, unfortunately, I missed it, so I feel like terrible. But I've seen um, Roseland. I've it was like an intimate show she did in New York. I've seen both on the runs. I've seen Mrs. Carter World Tour. I am Sasha Fierce. You want to go to see Beyonce or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like <laughs> I have seen other artists. I really um, you know, I've I've really enjoy every time I see Boys to Men live. I've seen them three times, but um, if I'm talking about in terms of favorite tour, I, I think it's it's a I have to say on the run tour too. I think I, I think that was my favorite one so far. And, um, How about you, Clarence? Tour, tour concert, man. Um, man, well, me personally, to be honest, like I, I'm more of a experienced person mm-hmm. when I go to see a show. Uh, I would go. Um, one of my top is definitely the weekend, early the yeah. weekend when he mm-hmm. when he wouldn't show his face. That that was like a whole experience. Like when he would perform, people wouldn't talk; they would just pay attention. Oh, wow. And at the same time, it was like, "Yo, shit, this is how he looks." <laughs> like, you know, the, the, no, the, he had the messed up hair and all that. But at first, nobody know, nobody knew like how he looks. So that was a first for us. So it was like, "Oh, wow, right, cool." Um, the weekend, um, man, I'm a, I'm a old hip hop head. Definitely, uh, Method Man and Red Man. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, Busta Rhyme. What's the rhymes? I love how yeah, he's dude. he said one and we've named like th- like three. So that's good. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I love no, it. But that, that would be that would be my top three to be honest because like that would be the three that I named the experience. Like the weekend was like a whole experience. Like I said, everybody would just shut the fuck up and like pay attention the whole time. Like, and the difference with the other ones, it was like the energy. Mm-hmm. Busta, don't get me wrong, Busta came out late. He came like two hours late. But yo, that one hour that he performed, <laughs> that shit was lit. <laughs> it's like, no, it's facts. And I, and I understand why, like, there's a lot of artists that were like, you don't want to come after Busta Rap because you, like, it's a rap. Yeah, you, you can't match that energy. <laughs> energy, like, Meta Men and Red Men, they were insane. They start like, like climbing speakers, jumping on the crowd, everybody smoking. That was a fucking huge hot box. Like for me, that's my top three experience, like best show that I ever been to. Well, I have to, I have to say also, I cannot not mention this man. I saw Kendrick Lamar's damn tour. Mm. Uh, that was exquisite. It, it was quite a show that I'm, you know, I don't think I'll ever forget that. The energy. Oh, and I forgot. I forgot. And I'm not. I'm not even gonna hate to be honest. But just to witness greatness, even though, like I said it earlier, I'm not a fan of the guy. But Drake, yeah, yeah, because of one of my ex. But not making excuses. But <laughs> no, but it's, no, but it's just like I was just sitting there, and the dude was just performing hits after hits after hits after hits after hits. It's like, yo, this dude got hits for real. Listen, Drake is that guy. People want to don't want to admit it, but wait, what tour did you see Drake on? Uh, the Drake versus Lil Wayne. 
Oh, okay. Yo, and no, actually, yo, both of them, and that was a dope tour because you had a nap where, like, you could choose, like, which one had the best performance of the night. Oh, the But it just, like, Drake was performing his after his after his after his. But Lil Wayne, it was like, yo, the same way he would perform some shit on the Carter Tree, but he would jump right back on that mixtape wheezy. Like, he would drop some track and the crowd would sing lyrics for lyrics for lyrics, like, word for word. Like, okay, that one too was insane, and I like the concept too because, like, I think to be honest, the more that I think about it, I think Versus got it from them <laughs> because, like, <laughs> they, they, no, but it's facts, it, actually, they, they're the first one to do it if you think about it, hmm. and on a tour. On a tour. So, yeah, for me, I think that the damn tour was amazing. Um, I I would say um, I like the Aubrey and the the Aubrey and the Migos tour. However, I didn't enjoy seeing the Migos live, so that kind of <laughs> tanked the whole tour for me. Sorry, I, I agree with you too. <gasps> Yo, like, like I'm sitting in the front when Drake is not performing and the Migos were performing. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what <Sorry>. is this? <laughs> They, 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 they literally walking on stage and doing ad, ad libs. Yeah, <laughs> literally, um, yeah. walking around the stage aimlessly, just like yeah, ah, uh, yeah, like dude. Look. Oh, that is sad. That's not the first time I've heard this about the Migos. So, like, I saw them uh, at Beach Club when they came in in the city, and like, yeah. literally, they would walk around and do an ad lib. All you would hear is "Mama, oh, <laughs> oh, like." <laughs> Okay, all right. That was funny. So, and then of course, Beyonce is amazing to see live. I've been able to see all of her tours, so I think that she's always amazing. Um, the Formation World Tour is my favorite, but I love the On the Run 2 tour as well. Like, I think that that was yeah. an amazing showing of hits for hits. That, that was cool to see, and to see the duality between her and Jay, and, and just like the the totality of their fans coming together and having seen them in you know in the new york area was just it was just a different type of feeling you know what i mean and just kind of seeing them at home and in their element it was it was uh quite exquisite but I, but i think anytime i've seen beyonce perform it, it's chilling uh, but i think if i had seen the formation world tour probably would have been my fave as well but since she won't release that dvd <sighs> I don't I don't I don't know how I'll see <laughs> But what was the worst concert you ever been to? Oh god. Oh. I have so many. Go. Let, let's hear. Let's come on. Let's go. No, but because like I don't want to offend anybody because you know, eventually, you know, you don't know how big we gonna get. Like we might have these people on the show. I don't wanna but I always say that. I'm always um I've always kind of guarded in that aspect as well because like I said I loved the Aubrey and the Migos tour for Drake but I thought the Migos portion was horrendous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if it would have been a Migos tour it would have absolutely been the worst showing I've ever seen mm. yeah yeah. There's, there's a particular R&B singer I've seen live 
I'm not gonna name names, but um, he. No, no, no. But I think guy. Okay. I think you'll be able to guess, but he had recently been in a in a really bad battle with with COVID. No. Clarence, what is wrong with you? Why would you say that? As well. Yeah. And I saw him. It was um a homecoming at my school, and I didn't. He just kind of looked bored to be there. He didn't really look interested mm-hmm. in anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It, it, it seemed like he would rather be anywhere else uh, in the world but there. So I've also seen, you know, okay, maybe I, I'm not going to name his name either, but he had a versus battle where there were some internet issues. Um but not the one, not the, not the one with baby face. Nelly or Ludacris? Yo, Clarence, I swear to God, I'm about to fight you. <laughs> Stop naming. It was one. People want some names, man. It was one of the two that you named that you just I named. Nelly, definitely Nelly, because Luda in Trash Live, I saw him live. So, so I saw, I saw a particular really buff person live, very handsome man. Uh, <laughs> But the live experience wasn't hitting. I don't, I didn't like it. To be honest, hip hop show live, man, the new generation is terrible. Uh, to be honest, he ain't uh, new. He ain't new. He's just what I'm saying, Nelly. <laughs> no, he ain't new. I'm but sorry. Like, like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I've been okay. So I went to, I think it was like, Freaking new kids on the block, Nelly TLC, and I can't remember who else. Mm-hmm. And I will. I've seen, I've seen Nelly a few times now that I'm thinking about it. Did you like? Did you enjoy him? He's been. He's not consistent for me. Okay. Okay. Like I've seen him locally one time, and he was really good. When I saw him with New Kids on the Block, it was lackluster. Okay. Yeah, my my like the time I saw him, it was pretty lackluster. I you know like, and then there's performances I've seen where it's like the vocals are incredibly on point. You could tell it's live vocals, but in terms of like the actual performance aspect, it's not great. So there are shows I've seen like that as well. Mm. I was disappointed with Todd Ellison. <laughs> I haven't seen expect- it. You were, ex- you were expecting what exactly? Yeah, like I'm curious because <laughs> <laughs> the time the, the time that I saw um, I remember when I saw Todd Ellison, it was early Todd Ellison though. It was it, it wasn't him right now. Um, Two of my um, bitches did. in the club, and I know they know about. Sorry. Yeah, no, but it, yeah, it, it was around that time actually. It, I think the last the, the last mixtape that he dropped was uh, damn, what's the name of that song? Sign, not, Something with a beach. Sign? No, not beach club. Oh. Uh, beach, not beach house. Sorry, um, the one with the middle finger on the cover. Anyways, so yeah, but uh, so literally like, you would walk around, he would sing like some part of the lyrics, 
Then after that, then he would do like the little song, oh yeah. Then after that, then, would, <laughs> then after that, like he would sit down and he would pull a chick from the crowd. It's like, ah, this is a typical shit. Come on, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all know why that is. Like they, these days, they don't take time to you know teach artists how to perform and really develop artists anymore. That's 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 why you see a clear. Yeah, that's why you get a lot of the walking around on stage, just walking and yeah uh yeah because they don't really know how to do anything else yeah they haven't been taught uh stage presence you know it's it, it depends yo so some people they got it some of these new guys like they got it it's lit like that's i just felt some artists they just get they just get to the back that's it they don't go for <laughs> i i agree with that i agree with that but i do but i do think that the artist that people. go ahead no there's uh there's some people like definitely like they will give that extra effort there's some there's some artists they say they say it it's like yo that if like i don't give a good show like my artist show won't be popping because like the fan will be like yo man this dude he, does, he doesn't give his all like i spent some money to see this guy and like he's just walking around and shit like nah, i'm gonna give my all Facts. some people, people they're like man whatever i'm still getting i'm still getting to the bag i'm dropping hits <laughs> Hmm. I mean, some people, some people need the bag because, you know, they they get a divorce and the wife wants spousal support and seventy percent of their earnings and shit, and it's like so they gotta get to the bag. A lot of these musicians have baby mama drama and wife drama. It's 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 actually incredible how much of their funds go to this. So mm-hmm. I would assume. Come that- on, Segway. We love to hear it. Let's get into it. <laughs> I um I don't know because I also am of the belief that if you play a stupid game, you get a stupid outcome. Mm. So, and I hate saying it that way because it's so kind of harsh. But like for example, Betty Wap. I would assume Betty Wap is going to be poor for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. wait a second. <laughs> I wasn't ready for you to say it like that. Yeah, I was expecting something else. <laughs> like, Man. you have less than 10 hits. Um, they were during a particular era of music. Yeah, How less than five. You had... Yeah, I was trying... <laughs> I mean... You have, I don't know, eight kids. Does he have eight children? To the royal... Well, Probably five. It's... I, he has a lot of children. I don't know how many. I don't know. But he's always... his. The mothers of his children are always fighting. This is all I know of Fetty Wap. Yeah. Like, and even for me, Future, like, I'm like, at some point, like, it's going to catch up with you. Well, it, it, it depends. It, yo, we in a different bracket, man. We, we see it like that, but you don't see it like that. No, but he doesn't have an. That's the thing, though. Okay, but you don't have an infinite amount of funds, future. And then you're getting mad when these baby moms are like asking for $130,000 a month. Sir, look at the lifestyle you're flaunting, okay? If these girls get a baby by you, do you think they're not going to ask for the most? Of course they are. So I always say, and people usually don't like this answer, but I'm like, it. The issue I feel like a lot of people have it is that he's paying that money for the child. But if the child lived with Future, the child would be living a 
likely living a fifty thousand dollar a month lifestyle. Probably. So that is that's where the kind of comes from. Like you're busy, you can't keep the child. She can. So should the child not live a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle because you're that's but true. Most of the time, if to be honest, pay attention to it. Like, look at the picture. Most of the time, these women they asking for this money, but yeah, it's for the kids, but it's for them at the same time. It sure is. It <laughs> yeah. sure is for me. It's for uh, them at the same time. <laughs> they know what they're doing at the end of the day, so they they going all in. It's like but future a, also knows what he's doing when he. Is ejaculating yeah. inside these women without a condom? He also knows, so yeah. they know every, everybody's an adult. We all know what we're doing. So, like, you rich, good. <laughs> See, but that's no, a, obviously I'm t- he's not because that's why he be trying to say I don't have any money. I don't yes, have this, he, I don't have this. he said he was broke the other time, like to not be able to pay her. He's like, nah, I'm not. I'm living this way. I'm not living that way. I'm like, well. Well, honestly, that's not what we're seeing in your videos and, you know, on your Instagram page. And and I feel like this is the type of mentality to like, oh, I'll be good. That gets people in these Dr. Dre situations. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just like you, you need to be. Um, they're not mad. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre is an interesting example. And I'm going to take that after we finish future because. Sure. Sure. Because I just feel like the, the the money management aspect is not very smart from from some of these artists. You're you're saying that a moment of pleasure is worth like having a financial asset for 18 plus years, because really because it really is what it is. That's what it is, because as as you were saying, they don't they're not really spending time with these kids like, well, other than the occasional social media posts that we may see. But he doesn't have time to be with his children the mothers are mostly with the children so it's like hold on hold on hold on i have to cut you on that one you know how it be you know the game i don't say oh you ain't shit you're never gonna see your kids boom 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 and then all of a sudden they're gonna hit with the lawsuit child support that's how it is sometimes sometimes they're trying to do their part but they don't want they they don't want you to see the kids you know so here's the thing though future I'm a, what I'm what is being assumed and what he presents is that he has the means to if future wanted to be the person that has his kids every day I believe he has the means to accomplish that for sure he could pay 50 so, nannies so yeah so the fact that it's also it's not I don't want to pay you 50,000 he doesn't want to pay 50,000 and the child live with the mother but he also doesn't want that full responsibility that's where i'm kind of like well what is it well here's the catch because what he's saying essentially is you are not good enough for me to pay you this amount to raise my child you're good enough for me to have unprotected sex with and impregnate but i that's where i draw the line i'm not gonna afford you the same lifestyle that i'm living so so that you can raise my child in a similar scene in a similar scenery you were good enough for a good time and unfortunately that happened because I do believe for him it's unfortunately since he he takes so much time to take these paternity tests but it happened so at some point future is going to have to be an adult uh, 100% yeah, no, facts but hey man like you said on one of this song he's covered in money he's straight <laughs> I'm so surprised you didn't bust out with your Hendrix Hendrix now future, as it relates to Dr. Dre though yeah 
I think she's great. Like, <laughs> yeah, she, she's, 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 she's wild. Like, <laughs> but okay. But then also, I also want to think. Damn, if I was married to a billionaire, how much money would I want? Like, well, let's talk about it then, because it's like, okay, yes, the amount sounds absurd. You know what I mean? However, Dr. Dre is a billionaire. His billionaire assets. Two been married to her for a very long time three do we have the same view on women paying men a la mary j blige and her husband like you know there's there's a few different factors okay because, because it's like when when it comes to when it comes to men paying child support I, I remember watching red table talk and uh and tony braxton speaking about having to pay her husband spousal support and like the next day you know people on the internet was like that is ridiculous how how could you do that like I, that's so like, what kind of man accepts spousal support i'm like okay hold on a second hold on we expect the person who pays to who makes more to pay the spousal support if that is the woman you pay the spousal support my mm -hmm. actual question is what the fuck is spousal support and like so <laughs> and there's a few different ways that spousal support works it's <laughs> There are people that get it for two years, five years, 10 years. There are okay. people that get it indefinitely. There are people that get it until they get married again. Huh. But so that's really a thing in itself. But also, like, for example, you said Mary J. Blige. Her ex-husband was heavily involved in the Mary brand. Mm -hmm. He was her manager. Yeah. He's no longer working because they're not together. Mm. So then she owes him. But he was asking money for his kid. Is that like... I thought that... No. I thought that was... The audacity. Like, this is not even my child. Like, get out of here. Like... Listen, I just feel like people are gonna push their luck and their their audacity whenever they can. And Dr. Dre's wife is yeah. like, listen, at the end of the day, fuck it. Might as well start high and see whatever I land on. You know, because and she just she just got convincing. <laughs> like future's baby mama. She knows damn well she's not getting fifty thousand dollars a month. She might get twenty. Hey, but that's you, still that's still you, something. If you ask if you ask for 20, you might get five. So Facts. she to the top. Facts. Listen, she uh, She just got two million in temporary spousal support. So I mean, mm -hmm. that's better than no million. <laughs> but my thing to be uh, like the these situation like future and all that fairy war. I don't have a problem with that. I'm gonna tell you what my 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 real problem is. Like A B. Adrian Bronner, like, <laughs> of course they're gonna ask you money. They see you online at the strippers throwing throwing ones. You're always walking around with a bag of money. Now you go to court. You giving you you filing paperwork and all that. You saying that you don't get as much money as you do, which is actually fact because he's broke. He doesn't have a career no more. And the next day they see you online like flashing your money and shit and then they come back after you they put you in jail because you're not able to pay that's well, my that's, issue well that's the stupidity of it yes yeah, that, but that's my thing so i'm having an issues with that future at the end or like dr dre they, they got the they got the bread 
they they still doing their thing. I don't know for Fetty Wap, but <laughs> but like they still doing their thing. So at the end of the day, like people like Adrian Bronner, like this is why sometimes us people we look all type of bad because it shows that we don't have our priorities and we don't have our shit together. And when we money driven, we just spend money here and there. We doing whatever we do. Well, I think it's a couple of bad apples in the that are like on the public scene making it look that way. But I do think that a lot of of black people do have like some type of financial literacy and understanding, as we can see from even us having this conversation here. I just think that the things that are promoted is mostly things that are to our to our detriment and not to benefit us. So, mm, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like you obviously because we can have this conversation we have a basic understanding of right and wrong and what dollar amounts don't make logical sense Mm -hmm. but i mean also future i think that future gets what future gets because he's you can't like i can't feel bad for you the eighth time like at some point (laughs) you were you you like you you play this game enough, you know how it ends. Good luck. I'm so happy um, Lori got out. Lori just skated on by. It's just that was. I thought she, that was amazing. Like she really was able to. No baby for me. MVP. I'm just. <laughs> she was a future half for a minute though. But she made it through. The thing is, not everybody gets through the university of future, and she passed <laughs> flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She did. And I'm like, you see enough of like for me, in my opinion, like Lori, you can see social media. So she can see these women actively going after this man mm-hmm. after well, I don't really know what their ro- romantic situation was with them, but they're actively going after him for money now. Like don't get pregnant, girl, because you're gonna be and the same pit. Oh yeah, she knew. She knew that. She knew what she had to do. Oh my god! And she just popped up on my timeline with her new bay. With Michael B. Jordan. Listen, yep. listen. That is. Boom. Salute, man. I can't even be mad. She she probably has hotels on repeat. This is what's happening. She has that power to the pussy, and here we go. Mm. I can't be mad at it. You can't be mad when it's done that well. It's just, it's a master class she's teaching, actually, ladies. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> Yo. Well, Nikki, Clarence, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, let people know where they can follow you, where they can find the podcast, where they can find you guys to keep up. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having us, Janan. It was like, Actually, even better nice right? I, I knew it was gonna go well because you know I I enjoy your content, but uh, this was really this was really fun to do, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. You can catch us. You know we drop weekly on Fridays. Breakdown slowdown. Breakdown number two lowdown. We analyze and dissect R and B music, and we also mostly disagree about urban pop culture topics, as you saw here. So <laughs> you can keep up with me. My personal page is at Nikki Music at N I C K Y M U S I Q U E. The music is spelled in French. Clarence, how can they reach you? Uh, on IG, who is Mr. Cool, Mr. M R. 
Yes, and uh, you can listen to Breakdown Slowdown everywhere that podcasts are listened to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, you know, whatever's your pleasure, we're on there. So, Thank you guys so much for keeping it honest in the honest room. I can't wait to listen to more of your content. Your information will be in the description of the episode. I've had so much fun with you guys. Have a great one. Mm, Thank you. you. Bye.